Do it. In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in. To kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the July 1st edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reality-based message force multiplier of current events compiled from the world's elite newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm a Caspar. And now, the news. This year, for the first time in human history... Mm-hmm. Ice is on a course to disappear entirely from the North Pole. For the for this cycle, this for the summer cycle, it's going to completely disappear. Is that what you just said? Yeah. The ice the from ice. the North Pole. No ice in the North Pole. That is unbelievably bad news. Uh huh. Because Santa Claus is pretty pissed off for <laughs> one thing. Or yeah, he must the, be. Yeah. The reindeer, their hooves are getting all filled with. You know, they don't know what yet because they haven't serious, seen serious. below the ice. But imagine. Do you remember when we had debris. Elizabeth Colbert on and talked about field notes from a catastrophe and all that stuff? And one of the one of the issues that we discussed in our conversation with her was the release of carbon monoxide uh-huh. from from it, the exposed from the exposed plants from from yeah. from the terra firma that has from not the mulch from the mulch that has not been seen in thousands. What do they call of years? that stuff? That you know, the ice mulch. I don't know what they call. They call. Yeah. I'm sure there's a name for it. Mm-hmm. But the point being is that this releases ozone depleting gases into the air. That's not good. And in addition to all the other stuff that we're not doing and doing to destroy our environment. Wow, that's a big story. Tundra slurpy. Tundra slurpy stuff. A U.S. government report predicted that world energy demand and carbon dioxide emissions will grow by about 50% over the next two decades, despite soaring oil prices as developing countries outpace rich ones in consumption. So even though everything is costing more, we're going to grow by 50% from where we are right now. And this is a government report. Clyde Prestowitz, we had him on there about the uh, new entrepreneurs, the one billion new people that were coming online in India uh-huh. and in China he was, and uh, in Russia. With the, uh, the Reagan administration, I believe. So, and, and, yeah, and, and basically, and we talked about this as well and talked about how, uh, and the, the really the question is, how do we make this trans- transition from a carbon-based fuel energy economy into something else and be able to sustain ourselves and and not make it a hard landing, as they say in the economic world. And he had no answer for that question. Yahoo. And it looks like we're on track for just that. U.S. intelligent agencies concluded that global warming will worsen few food shortages, food shortages, and disease exposure in sub-Saharan Africa over the next two decades. So the next two decades don't look too good. This will be. But what they were concerned about was operational problems for the Pentagon's newest overseas military command. Yeah. Operation problems. Yeah, we, we've established a new uh, central command in Africa. Yeah, the tanks won't get any traction on the dead bodies. Oh, uh, there's another great story, which is now that the U.S. military is uh, using oil shale. shale the, mm-hmm. Essentially, we are the Saudi Arabia of coal, and that's what essentially what oil shale is. And the U.S. military at this point, I believe, is on course within the next couple of years to one third of all the fuel that they'll be using for our planes and tanks and yeah. all the rest of it will be coming from the very, very dirty shale. And that's an enormous amount of oil and gasoline that'll be consumed. And so it'll even 
make that work. So you're talking the, about them trying to consume at least fifty percent, but it will be dirtier fifty. It'll be it, too. It, yeah, thirty to fifty percent within the. They're trying within the next ten years to to get the yep. U.S. military using only oil or only shale or coal. So there you go. And faced with a surge in the number of proposed solar power plants, because people are concerned about this, yeah. the U.S. government has placed a moratorium on new solar projects on public land until it studies their environmental impact. This is expected to take about two years. So we're two years behind the, the, uh, the ball here on, on putting any new projects because we have to worry about the environment while the environment goes to hell. Goes to hell, and uh, they're saying that a lot of these companies, these solar companies, uh, this is really going to have a, a huge uh, and detrimental impact on their ability to continue to move forward with new technologies. Improve. The U.S. Conference of Mayors passed a resolution calling for a phasing out of bottled water by municipalities. Amen. I thought that was good. Amen. Good for them. Yeah. The one the one bit of good news there, <laughs> bottled yeah, water. Bottled we won't water. have the little plastic bottles as if that's going to help a lot. We'll be saying, but wait. You know, when the hellfires are raising up on the planet. Can, can I touch? Sh- wait. Yeah, exactly. Not, wait. We didn't use Hold bottled on. water. Hold on. We didn't use all our bottled I can't tell you anecdotally. I do work at a very well-known retail uh-huh. grocer. It's, very, it's known for its environmental consciousness and all the rest of it. That would be Walmart, right? That would not be Walmart. Uh, and uh, I have noticed there, there's been a precipitous drop in the, the amount of bottled water that we're selling. Yeah. It's really dropped. It's been... I, I'm actually pretty happily surprised mm-hmm. to see lots so people of people do respond. There are still enough people buying it that distresses me. But mm-hmm. however, we've really seen a, a sharp decline in the amount of bottled water. Did you consider sold. just slapping them when, uh, they, honestly, when they go through the register? Uh, honestly, when I see them, oh, I'll take five cases of the sport tops, you know, yeah. and that's you know, <laughs> I do want to, I do want to real just. In a 92-6 to 6 vote, the Senate approved unrestricted funding for the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan that allows continuation of the current military course of action through the end of President Bush's term and beyond. If there is, if there is anyone listening to, to the six. sound of my voice, 92 to and you six. have anything to say in a... Well, it's over with. The primaries are done. God bless it. I was going to say, vote for the communist who's running for your Democratic... Uh, whoever. Vote for... So we need to get rid of the people... I'm talking about the Democrats in Congress. We need to get rid of these people to vote yeah, for this. The Democrats who complained about the war. This is the reason that they were – this is 2006. Yeah. This is what this was about. Get yeah. these guys out of Iraq. Cut off the funding. Let's yeah. – you know. Uh, and they vote 92 to 6 to extend the war beyond the Bush term. After nearly seven years of war in Afghanistan, the Taliban-led insurgency is flourishing, the Defense Department indicated in a new report, saying the insurgents are likely to accelerate their attacks and expand into the northern and western regions of the country. They called it a coalescing resistance, meaning that it's getting stronger as as we speak. That's fun. And let's not forget that they're also – this is also the same country that has the largest crop of opium, uh-huh. largest. So. That's good. Then the Taliban will yeah. will wipe it out. Yeah, that's a good thing, I would think. <laughs> and then we'll reinvade it in and, order and to get the Taliban out of there, so we can we have, have more opium. More opium. Uh-huh. Yeah, it all makes sense. In the 700-page account, army historians fault military and political leaders for focusing excessively on toppling Saddam Hussein in 2003 without looking toward a broader transition toward a stable society. I just think that's a bunch of garbage anyway. Yeah. It'd be pretty hard to have a stable society after you go in and topple one of their leaders. 
um, th- they've come to rely on a, a certain way of life, and you're completely turning it over, uh, especially if, if your leader on the opposition is George W. Bush, who it's pretty apparent he didn't have any plan. It was a rash, impulsive move to invade that country, I would say, despite I, of what his father did. Actions by the former Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld and the top U.S. commander during the Iraq invasion, Tommy Franks, are singled out for their ineptness. Yeah. That'd be Tommy Franks and Donald Rumsfeld got extra stupid stars next to their name. Let's uh, throw in a plug for the filmmaker we're going to be talking to in uh, in the next hour on Film School. Alex Gibney, he he was an executive producer for a terrific documentary called No End in Sight, and it pretty much chronicles... The ineptness, the bungling, the political cronyism that went into the post-invasion uh, plans in Iraq, yeah. and and how what it was there was of them. What there was of them, I mean, it was uh, it was like five people and a couple of laptops, and that was basically well, what the they post-invasion were. plans was less. Imp- uh, we'll be greeted hire as hire yeah. all our young yeah. up-and-coming yeah. Uh, yeah. Republicans, all to, these yaffers. They, they brought in a bunch of yaffers, which is young Americans for freedom, which yeah. are young Republicans, and uh, put them in charge. We'll put a guy in charge of their stock market who doesn't have any economic background whatsoever. Uh-huh. That's what they do. And then we'll get these people to sign these onerous uh, contracts with oil companies, and everybody will be happy. Senior Iraqi government officials said that a U.S. Special Forces counterterrorism unit conducted the raid that killed a relative of Iraqi Prime Minister Nouri al-Maliki, touching off a diplomatic crisis. Really? Oh, well, you didn't, this is kind of news. Yeah. No. A relative of uh, al-Maliki. And, and right now, one it. of the provi- uh, provincial leaders over there is just pretty much accusing the U.S. Of, of doing this. Not intentionally, but there's no doubt about it. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Investigative reporter Seymour Hirsch, you remember him, right? Yeah, I read this article last night. Revealed the Democrat-led Congress agreed to repeat last request last year, sorry, from the Bush administration, a fund to uh, a major escalation of covert operations in Iran. Yeah. So the Democrats were just as much behind this, and it shows in that 92-6 to six vote in the Senate yeah. last week, too. Uh, the, Congress approved $400 million in spending for covert activities, ranging from spying on Iran's nuclear program to supporting rebel groups in a bid to overthrow the government. And in addition to that, hearing Hirsch interviewed uh, yesterday on another radio program, and he, it, it sounds like on their way out the door, sometime in September— they're going to launch a preemptive strike against Iran in, in in the process pulling probably pulling Israel into a protracted war in in that against Iran. It's uh, it sounds like it's a fait accompli from what he said. I don't believe everything Seymour Hersh says. Oh well, we'll see. He's I been, think he's trying to sell a magazine. Do you think right he's now? trying to sell yeah. a magazine? Well, maybe. Yeah, I, you know. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, I I. I mean, he said that, and this is true. The, the Israelis just went through a kind of a targeting uh, exercise. The U.S. military is yeah. obviously involved. They're, people, they, always, they, people do that. They do the war games on a fairly yeah. regular, especially a country like Israel. They huff and puff. They do huff and puff. Yeah. But, <sighs> but. Well, I don't know. You're, you're a negative guy, so it might come true. Yeah. If, if enough people think negatively, then your dreams may come true. <laughs> Even if yeah. they. Even if my dreams do come true a year and a half later. Yeah. Well, if Obama's president, 
there's, I think there's a little bit less of a chance that we're going into Iran. I think these guys are going to do things in the last couple Mr. of months. Cheney is they're the... going to force. The, they're going to. They're going to do things that are going to uh, handcuff whoever the next president is. Because the Middle East is the big oil prize. Yeah, they're going to do. They're going to lock up these contracts. Yeah. I know we're going to get to that. They, the, uh, the the Iraqis are close to signing some agreements with the big oil companies. They, they, they want to lock this stuff down before they walk out the door. A group of American advisors led by a small State Department team played an integral part in drawing up contracts between the Iraqi government and five major Western oil companies to develop some of the largest fields in Iraq. Mm-hmm. That's according to American officials. That's not according to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. The disclosure coming on the eve of the contract's announcement is the first confirmation of Bush administration involvement in the Iraqi oil situation over there. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Well, I think I think that's right. Yeah. Hey, this is it. This is the big prize. This it's, is what about, we've been, it's about oil, huh? It is all about oil huh? in some way or another. Can we say that now? We can, I think we can. Is I don't know if we can officially say that yet yeah. because because we don't have a, 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 a weeping Donald Rumsfeld, you know, Breaking down on the podium saying, yes, you were right. You guys at Weekly Signals were right all along. It's it all about the, oil. Yeah, yeah. It's about oil. We're never going to get that, but uh, it is. That's what it is about, locking up those resources, not even for us, just making sure that we have, that we have control over them. A House subcommittee heard Vice President Dick Cheney's chief of staff, David Addington, yeah. and former Justice Department attorney John Yu dodge questions regarding torture. And that's, that's a good that's pretty word. Much what happened. And that's a good word to use. You yeah. use the right word. These idiots in Congress had every opportunity to nail these guys, and they song and danced them and threw fairy dust at them, and it worked. They did not get very much out of it. Well, they them. weren't as tough as Addington. Yeah. They just kind of played it like they always do. Conyers just kind of has that sleepy voice yeah. and asked his questions. Mr. And, Addington. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and it just went on from there. Addington looked gruff and wouldn't answer questions, yeah. and... and We've learned nothing about uh, our violation of Geneva Protocols. No. Iran will dig 30. Speaking of the Geneva Protocols, Mike. Yes. Iran is going out of its way now to abide by them. It's digging 320,000 graves in border districts to allow for the burial of enemy soldiers. So it's getting ready for the attack by digging graves so they can just... Just, the, just kind of deposit the, uh, the, the U.S. Enemies. troops in there as they're invading. So no one can say they, they aren't taking good care See, of us. That's, what is, that's another thing that's so distressing about this administration is we're allowing these thuggish regimes around the country, around the world, I should say, country, around the world like uh, Burma or Myanmar and Iran and North Korea to thumb their nose at us and say, mm. we're not doing anything that the United States hasn't done already we're we're just as we're we're just we're adhering to the same to the same international laws to the same degree that the united states does and we have no moral authority to say otherwise the united states has paid more than five billion dollars to reimburse pakistan for counterterrorism expenses that have often been exaggerated if not fabricated according to a government audit that blasts the pentagon for poor management of the program so there were some projects over there that didn't exist that we were paying uh, millions of dollars for, $5 billion total, that were just completely mismanaged. That's nothing, though. Yeah. 
What's five billion dollars? I mean, five when you're spending you what twelve billion a, well, a week or what, what is 12 it? Bil- a twelve month. billion on a pallet, wasn't it? That? Yeah, yeah, it was something <laughs> like it was twelve. What are we spending? Twelve, fifteen billion a month? Yeah, I mean that's nothing. That's a that's a ten day. That's ten days. That's we, a holiday. That's a weekend. It's a it's a it's a crazy Vegas weekend. Yeah, you know, worth the money for them. Israel's cabinet has approved a prisoner swap with Lebanese militant group Hezbollah. Mm. You know about this? No, Prison, yeah. prisoner exchange. Yeah, well, they're gonna they're gonna give them two bodies. Okay, Hezbollah's gonna give Israel two bodies, and they're and, gonna, they're gonna be they, like five hundred guys, and they get a murderer. Oh, murderer! Okay. Who's been in, in jail since nineteen seventy nine? Usually, yeah. these prisoner exchanges two Israeli soldiers for like five hundred of these the Palestinians yeah. they have somewhere. Okay, uh, in uh, economic news, yes, because you always read the. Wall Street Journal. Oh, I love the Wall Street. The Dow Street. Jones dropped more than ten percent this month, marking the worst June performance since the Great Depression. Nice. <laughs> I'm getting ready for the Great Depression. Oh, I tell you, man. Um, I just I. What are they going to call this? Great Depression two. <laughs> the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're going to. They're going to. I hope they call it the. They call it the the George. The I bu- hope the bush hole. The bush hole. Yeah. They they <laughs> <laughs> careful <Wow>. careful. <laughs> We're near that. We're near that line. Just, <laughs> I, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> yeah. I meant to say the bush hole. <laughs> the Justice uh, Department was being accused of a discriminatory ideologically bias of a discriminatory ideological bias. That's what they wrote. Okay, in the hiring of new lawyers over the last six years. You hear about this? Oh, yes, of course. Justice Department Inspector General says top officials illegally rejected many qualified applications because they were deemed as liberal. Liberal. Because they were associated with, like, uh, just, I mean, human rights and... uh, Who's your favorite Supreme Court justice was probably one of the questions. (laughs) Probably And if you didn't say Clarence Thomas, you're off the list. Speaking of the Supreme Court... Yeah, we we got to Yeah, you going to get to that one? Yeah, I'm going to get... I I first wanted to carry... uh, Do the uh, FISA... Yeah. Or Intelligence Surveillance Acts. That's been pushed off to July 8th. Gives us time to persuade will... uh, certain members of Congress, certain members of the Senate to vote against this. Yeah, because it's a uh, grants immunity to telecommunications companies that were spying on you. Yeah. It's, it's best to, to leave that open so we can prosecute them. And uh, Well, the loophole is that it doesn't preclude criminal. Yeah, but what that does is make it Legal for the government to do this, essentially. I know it's, it. It, it, it codifies it, something that is should be rejected, yeah. and I'm hoping yeah, that. And you're just trying to stand up for Barack Obama. Who no, I'm not the trying bill. to. No, I'm not. And what I, a disappointment that man is. Move yeah, to the center. I know he doesn't need to move to the center. Hell the no. whole country is left of him right now, if, practically. If no. he just uses the right words to frame it exactly. to these yahoos in the middle of the country. Exactly. If there was ever. Ever an opportunity to just let your freak flag fly as wow. far as being a liberal congressman, senator, mayor, whatever it yeah. is. This is it. Yeah. The, this is the perfect storm. If you can't stand up for what you really believe in, then really what are you, what are you doing? The Supreme Court sharply reduced the amount of money ExxonMobil has to pay in punitive damages for the 1989 Exxon Valdez oil spill in Alaska. An Alaskan jury had initially ruled Exxon should pay $5 billion for the accident. That's $5 billion. That spilled 11 million gallons of crude oil into the fishing waters of Prince William Sound. Destroyed. Ecologically destroyed the entire area. Punitive damages were then cut in half in 2006, so we're down to $2.5 billion. This Supreme Court cut the amount of punitive damages again. By a fifth. 
to a five hundred million yeah, to one yeah. fifth. So it's really one tenth of what it was one tenth exactly originally yeah. supposed to be. And this is a Supreme Court that is completely and totally in the pocket, in the bag. Yeah, and, and you know that this isn't going to last either. No. Somehow the weasel and schmeasel and it'll well, be they'll down drag to it about out. $200 million, which I, is nothing. I'll bet you that- How I, much did you did the citizens of the U.S. pay to clean up that crap? Right, exactly right. Yeah. And, yeah. In another ruling, the Supreme Court struck down the death penalty for raping a child. In a five-to-four judgment, justices said prisoners can only be executed for murder or crimes against the state. For murder or crimes against the state. The ruling overturns laws in six states, including Louisiana, where two men have been on death row after being convicted of child rape. And, of course, Mr. Obama, this was a good ruling, I would say. A good ruling. A murder for a murder. I, yeah. I wouldn't, I w- I'm yeah. against the death penalty. Yeah. If you're going to apply it, you, yeah. I think a murder has to be involved in it somewhere. Right, right. Uh, like, like George Bush, for example, killing 4,000 uh, American soldiers. American soldiers. There's, there's a good case. And 100,000 100, 100, plus Iraqis. Yeah. 600,000. Yeah. Of course, Mr. Barack Obama, your candidate, uh, said that this was a bad ruling because they should really kill these people who didn't commit murder. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, uh, uh, Why do we always have to find it so difficult to vote for the Democratic candidate? Because if you accept the... the, the, You've got to move to the center. If you accept the critique of people like Ralph Nader, which I do, generally speaking, I Uh don't... I think he's right. They're, they are, they're in, unfortunately, in order to get to where they are, they often have to pay a very serious ideological price to be there. Yep. The Supreme Court, uh, let's see what here. Uh, yeah, five, five to four vote in the Supreme Court. It struck yeah. down District of Columbia's strict gun ban. The courts were ruling, it reinterprets the Second Amendment for the first time in nearly 70 years. Yeah. Well, yeah. I obviously disagree. I, but uh, I think we're going to look back in 20 years when we're all walking around in some sort of breathing apparatus and say that this was the worst era for the three branches of government ever ever yeah 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 you it's you can have it for one you can have it for two but to have all three branches be as inept stupid incompetent and yeah out of touch with where they should be going considering yeah. what where the world and the country right. was headed right yeah the worst George Bush promised to remove Korea, the country he once described as part of the axis of evil from the terror blacklist. Isn't that nice? That's you know, so nice. You're off. That's you're, why. That's a reason. Another reason why I think you're not going one in, of my five. You're not. Yeah, you're not in the uh, Fab Five or whatever yeah. that's called. No, that's another reason why I think we're going into uh, an invasion of or some military incursion into Iran. Is we've checked them off the list. Now we yeah. can sort of focus all of our attention on Iran. We and also it follows an earlier decision to provide uh, Kim, the leader over there. Yeah, with massive amounts of oil to meet the North energy, no, uh, North Korea's energy needs. Yeah. So, so Bush is really a very weak president right now. Extraordinarily yeah. weak, and he's trying to squeeze. You know, as his much approval ratings were at twenty three percent. Well, these are just the people who are brain dead right now. Twenty. I mean, there's. I don't know. They were saying this is the lowest. In yeah, and we have to ever. move to the center. And we need exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, what? And finally, Mike. A group of activists wants to rename one of San Francisco's wastewater treatment facilities the George W. Bush Sewage Plant. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. 
To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.